0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to Daily Bible Reading, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for March 24th is Joshua chapters 5 through 8. Circumcision. Again. Hmm. Well, I guess it's been about 40 years because none of the Israelites born in the wilderness have been circumcised, and so it's time. It's time to do that. And now, of course, the custom is well, for, for the Jewish community to on the eighth day to circumcise their sons. And that was the custom even during the time of Jesus. But back then, grown men were all getting circumcised and it represented a cleansing, a cutting away of the flesh to signify new life, unencumbered by sin. And so they were instructed and they did it. And then, curious passage, chapter 5, verse 13, when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua approached him and asked, are you for us or our enemies? And the man had a curious answer. He said, neither. I have come as commander of Yehovah or Yahweh's or the Lord's army. Then Joshua bowed with his face to the ground in homage and he asked him, what would you like to say to me, your servant? The commander of Yahweh's army said to Joshua, remove the sandals from your feet for the place where you're standing is holy ground. Some of you, if you have a study Bible, your commentaries might say that this is a Christophany, a pre-incarnate appearance of the Messiah, Jesus himself. John one says in the beginning was the word and the word was God. The word was with God and the word became flesh. The word of God became flesh. Now, this commander of God's armies is used the same words that were said to Moses at the burning bush. And so it gives us the impression that it's God himself who is appearing with his sword drawn. And it's interesting as well when Joshua says, "Are you for us or are you for our enemies?" This being, perhaps God, this commander of the armies of God, says neither. Isn't it interesting how we are so quick to want God to join our team, to be on our side? And I don't know that God is quick to say, yeah, I'm going to sign up. I'll, I'll be your defensive back, I'll be your quarterback, I'll be your CEO. Instead, God wants us to be on his side, to join his team. And then we read in chapter six about the conquest of Jericho and how Rahab and her entire family are all saved. And of course, we know from the genealogy in Matthew chapter one that Rahab Stayed in Israel, became one of the Israelites, and married in, and even was in the genealogy named of Jesus Christ. And then, after this wonderful defeat of Jericho, the Israelites decide to go off to fight against Ai. And they lose. They lose terribly. And Joshua falls on his face and cries out to God. And he says, why did you ever bring these people across the Jordan to hand us over to the Amorites for our destruction? He goes on a little bit and then God interrupts him. He says, get off of your face, Joshua. What are you doing? There is sin in the camp. Because all of the spoil of their past conquest, Jericho, the first fruits, God said it was for him. God wants the first. He wants the first portion of our day, I believe. He wants the first portion of our paycheck, I believe. He wants the first portion of our life and our energy and our thought. He wants to be our first thought when we wake. What's the first? He's not interested in leftovers. (laughs) How many of you in a relationship would be happy if your significant other just gave you leftovers and you came home from work? I already ate, but you know, there's a Tupperware in the fridge. Just go heat it up. Every day, that would get old, right? We are made in his image. God wants the first. And he said of the spoils of Jericho, they were to be his. And yet there was a man in Israel who thought he'd like to have some of that. And it cost him his life and the life of his family, but it also cost the life of 36, I believe, Israelite soldiers who didn't survive because of one man's sin. I wonder if Moses had still been alive, if he would have picked up on that before he went off to battle. I don't know, just just a thought. But Joshua had a learning experience there. I wonder if he prayed before he sent those men off to fight at Ai who lost. But then, of course, once the sin is dealt with and purged from the... Israelite camp, then they could go and they could defeat AI, and there was quite an amazing battle. I hope you read about it in chapter eight of Joshua. Great military strategy, very interesting story. God bless you guys. Thanks for being here with me. I truly, truly appreciate it. See you tomorrow.